Targeted spraying is a hot topic as the industry looks for more ways to deal with tough weeds while cutting costs. BASF and Bosch have created a joint venture focusing on the issue, but what are they bringing to market? Welcome to Around Farm Progress, a podcast that looks at agriculture issues across the country. I'm Willie Vogt, your host and editorial director for Farm Progress. Targeted spray systems that see a weed in the field and apply product only to that weed while moving at application speeds are getting more attention, and it appears there are different ways to achieve that goal. We caught up with the folks from the Bosch BASF Joint Venture, or what they call the Bosch BASF Smart Farming Joint Venture, during Commodity Classic to discuss a product under development that not only shoots just the weeds, but gathers data while moving through the field. First, we talk about the overall system with Matt Leininger, Managing Director for North America for Bosch BASF Smart Farming. He also shares background on this new joint venture, which formed in 2021, and what products they're working on, including that sprayer. Then we connect with Vincent Orleange, Project Director for Smart Spraying at Robert Bosch. His conversation is probably more for our gearhead listeners who want to know about the engineering that's involved with a system like this and what might set it apart from other approaches. First up, let's talk with Matt Leininger, Bosch BASF Smart Farming. So Matt Leininger, welcome to Around Farm Progress. You know, we're, we're talking here today at the Science Behind event with BASF at Commodity Classic. But what we're talking about is smart spraying and a spot spraying system but you're, you're head of a group that, let's talk back up a minute, you're with a group that's called the Bosch BASF Joint Venture. Tell us about that first. What is that and what's really happening there? So yeah, so back in 2016, Bosch and BSF came together and said, hey, the need's there for something. And so they did an exploratory. And by the time 2021 came around, we had something right there for commercial acceptance. So of course, create a legal entity for that reason. From the standpoint from our side, with planters and sprayers, while while today we talked about sprayers, we've been selling planters in South America, and it's starting to spell sprayers in South America today. So let's back up a minute. You are selling a planter in South America with Bosch. Whose planter is it, or what technology is on the planting side? It's a retrofit between the JV and the technology. The nice thing about a JV is to have a product to sell. Let's talk about spot spraying. You really are bringing to market, and the timing, we can talk about that timing, yeah. a system that would be, would this be a retrofit to an existing sprayer? No, our, our initially, we want to work with manufacturers okay. and get that established first before we go anywhere down the retro market. And I know right now, and this is on the record, you've been working with Agco in Europe, and it's on an Agco, an Agco European version of that Rogator sprayer, Fent Rogator. And then I think you're bringing that to Brazil to start. But this is truly a system that sees the weed and shoots the weed, right? That's how you're looking at this. Yeah, this is a green on green. It's actually Europe and U.S. right today. We don't have anything in Brazil. But yeah, so you're exactly right. It was a proof of concept between Raven, Bosch, and BSF. So when you talk about that, I mean, this is a system that when you, it, it's using, it's a little different than other approaches that I've seen. Uh, this is using lighting as well as a camera, as well as a lot of brains along the boom, right? Yeah, exactly. When we went back and looked at all the different quality issues you have to work with, as you know, it's going to run through the gamut when it's out in the field. And so when Bosch went ahead and figured out, Let's put a lot of that in the camera instead of having wires going in all over the place. We also are very concerned with the lighting. The lighting purpose, if you have a cloudy day, 
dust, dawn, along the tree line, we continue to see issues with that. So that was one of the reasons. So yes, we use two different technologies, infrared and infrared. So based on that, though, I mean, you're basically taking the environment out of the what the camera sees, or at least overcoming that, so it's really getting a clean image of the green plant. Exactly. A lot of people kind of view this as a way to spray at dark or at night. That's not our primary purpose. Our purpose is obviously you always follow a label. It gives you a wider application window, that's fine. But our purpose was to get a better efficacy of false negatives. When I mean by false negative, if, if the sprayer missed the weed, we understand from a farmer point of view, we have no room for error. So the lighting will help keep that false negative down to a minimum. Man, I have one question about this system. You talk about spraying a couple of areas. One, this will spray more than one product, or maybe in its final iteration, spray more than one product, right? Fungicide, volunteer corn. But one question is, how tall can the crop be for this to work? Are you looking at wider rows, or how is that going to work in an application? I'll just say wider rows definitely help out. The more it canopies, the more it can struggle because it plays you know, uh, tricks with the shadows, if you will, and it's coming in. It's no different. If, if a sprayer can't see the weed, a camera can't see the weed. Okay, and that's important. The other side of it is, though, when you talked about dual products, you can, you're looking at some dual product iterations, right, where I might broadcast and also spot spray at the same time? Absolutely, because we have certain tank, tank mixes that just don't play well in the tank together. You know, but I think a couple of examples where we're talking about where, on the two-tank system, on the broadcast, we're doing fungicide. On the spot sprayer, they're actually using the technology of the cameras turning on and off. So a lot of different ways of doing it. I would say another thing you have to watch for is, is nozzle tips. Because, you know, maybe Dicamba wants a bigger size droplet, and maybe you're spraying Roundup on the other, what doesn't want that. So I think there's a lot of different moving parts. We're learning as we go. And that's why the more we get in front of a retailer and grower, we're learning more every day. Because when you give it to a retailer and a grower, they come up with different solutions that maybe you never thought of. One of the issues that's interesting on this, and uh, your approach is probably different than other players in the market, but you are capturing something that's a little different. And that's a what I would call a precision as applied map. Not only are you telling me what you applied, but you're giving me a weed population map. Or by telling me where you sprayed, that's where the weeds are. But you may be going farther than that, right? Are you looking at identifying the weeds? Yeah, that is not, we're not doing that currently today. It's in development. Right. And so, but we think that's really important for machine learning. For machine learning, you're going to learn year after year. If you have a bunch of weeds in one corner of the field, what causes it? Resistance? Do we have some type of sprayer issue? What is that issue? So, over time, the farmers are going to be able to understand maybe it's an AI change, maybe you need to get out there earlier, et cetera. So in an initial population, it's just going to be a weed population map. The yep. sprayer sprayed here. This is where the weeds were more dense. You might want to yep. scout there, though. You might want to see what's going on. Right? Yeah, but it will not only tell the density, but the sizes as well of the weeds. So it will have show some difference in that as well. Well, that's kind of exciting because that's kind of an automatic scouting system, which would be really interesting exactly. to use, right? And as you look at this uh, going forward, and you talked about planting. Let's back up on that. But what is the planter doing as a retrofit? What, what are you bringing to the planting party? You know, right now, if it brings a lot to the party in South America, well, we don't feel it's a good fit in the, in the U.S. just because it's not unique. For Bosch and BSF, we want something that's unique to the market, not a, uh, you know, me too. Right. And that, I guess that's what I was going to When I looked at this, I ran into Bosch at an event, and they were talking about the planting system. And I said, hey, wait, there are like five companies in the U.S. that already do that. 
Yeah, exactly. We are continuing, like the partnership we did with Raven, we're looking to partner with other folks like that in the planning industry. So stay tuned. Now, that's interesting, too. We talk about Bosch and BASF. That is a joint venture to bring this sprayer technology to market. But Raven's in there. And I don't know where else you might be partnering, too, to make this thing really commercially viable. You're exactly right. Not all of us have all the answers. So we are going to go out and work with the industry leaders to get the best. It's not going to be tied to one OEM or one color of paint in the sprayer. We're going to give the farmers the flexibility to work with the best outfits. Obviously, with Raven, it's the Hawkeye 2 system, as well as maybe Viper 4, depending on how that all plays into it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's pretty interesting. As we look at all this, and you mentioned it, you talked about planting. That's for other parts of the world. Spraying, this is exciting. What's the commercial time frame? When is this sprayer coming to market? You know, we're getting a lot of customer feedback going back and forth. And so we're going to have a group of sprayers out this coming year working really hard with universities as well as some customers that are really wanting to see this innovation first. And then next year, continue to evolve and just keep building that up. So it's going to be a walk, walk, run, you know, and that's how a lot of the OEMs would like it as well. So do you have, now obviously Agco is one of your experimenting partners in Europe, and I don't know, I think they may have some units here. Is that the lead OEM on this, or is that anywhere decided? No. You know, across the world, everybody has different competencies and different market shares. So we're going to work with who gives us the best fit and what they want to do. It's a win-win for the department. So would it be possible that the spots, the Bosch, the BASF Bosch spraying system, spot spraying system, might be available from Amazon in Europe, and it might be available from Agco in the U.S.? Absolutely. You know, we're going to go where people want to partner up and hit that target market where their customers want to be. Well, we've been talking to Matt Loniger. Thank you for your time. You're the head of the Bosch BASF North America, the JV, and we appreciate you being a part of this. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks to Matt Leininger for his insight on this new joint venture and the products that may be coming our way in the future. This will be worth watching. Now we turn our attention to a more detailed look at the engineering involved with bringing this kind of system to market. Vincent Orléans is Project Director for Smart Spraying at Robert Bosch, and he shares what goes into developing a system like this new Smart Sprayer. So we're talking to Vincent Orléans, who is with uh, Project Director with Smart Spraying at uh, Robert Bosch. You know, we had a conversation with Matt Leininger from Bosch BASF Joint Venture, talking a little bit about the business. Let's talk about the engineering a little bit. What what does it take to engineer this kind of a Smart Sprayer? When you went to look at the, the task at hand, what were the problems you felt you had to solve to make this thing work? Well, it's a huge task. So just to give you some numbers, so magnitude of that project. So I have a team of uh, 40 to 45 engineers in different topics. Uh, most of them are very high qualified in developing hardware, developing software, developing AI. But we have also a lot of uh, system topics. So analyzing boom movements, analyzing how to integrate into e-architectures of uh, sprayer machines. Uh, Because, of course, if you develop such a system, but you cannot integrate it on the machine, or you have not considered uh, every problematic on the machine, so it's of no use. And it still needs to be a sprayer at the end of the day. No matter what you do to it, it's still got a product has to move from the tank to the crop. Exactly, yeah. So we don't interact that much with the normal uh, sprayer machine. So in general, if, you, if we are talking about rate controller, in, in, uh, about uh, hydraulic pumps and so on. So everything remains the same on the machine. So the only thing we do, and it might sound uh, very easy. So 
uh, it's a sensing system, so we detect weeds, and as soon as we have detected weeds, we release the spraying system. But we still spray the same as before. Just well, the interesting thing is that what you're doing is basically you're initiating a firing sequence. So it sees the weed, and then within a short period of time, it has to fire at that weed from that nozzle in that part of the boom. But you brought lighting to the project. Why did you bring lighting to this? Because other approaches don't bring external lighting. Uh, it's for two reasons. So first, uh, we have some regions of the world, maybe a little bit less in the U.S., in the Midwest, but we have some regions of the world where they have to apply night and day. Uh, they don't have the time. Uh, they have application window, which is very reduced in the season, and that means they need a 24-hour operation. So applying overnight is one huge use case in general. But even over day, so you have to always to consider there are some shadowing areas uh, due to the bone structure. So on the same image, you will have some very bright parts of the image and you will have a shadowed part. And that uh, huge difference uh, on the same image, uh, it's very hard to have a very good robustness. And that's why we use a lightning system. Well, that makes sense. Now you're, you're talking about, okay, you talk about a conventional sprayer that you've added a lot to on the back end, a lot of brains on the back end. It's not moving parts, but there are parts, lighting system, cameras, um, and then the brains. Uh, all that, but all the work's being done right on the sprayer, right? Yes, exactly. So um, just a system like this. So, I mean, the main part of uh, the main additional weight is not coming directly from the system. So uh, on, a, on a 120 feet sprayer, so we have around 70 kilos of uh, components. Uh, but of course, you have to add all the brackets on top of that and all the wiring system on top of that. Yeah, but you made the wiring simpler. It's a, it's a single harness for the whole system? Exactly. exactly. So uh, that's one of the benefits of the system. So we have the processing unit is integrated into the camera. So we reduce already the wiring. So we have no wiring basically between your sensor and your computer. Uh, and secondly, so we have what we name a daisy chain implementation. So that means we go always from one module to the other one, uh, broadcasting power, broadcasting information line, and broadcasting also directly from the camera to the lighting unit. That's how we activate them. So it's just an activation line. Does it tie into the CAN bus system on the sprayer, or does it is it an independent? I mean, I've got a controller in the mo in the cab. Is it bringing data into that cab, or is it maintaining separate? separate uh, system altogether. Yeah, so we have a CAN bus uh, over, over the boom. We have basically two CAN bus. So one is for the cameras and one are for the control modules just to release the spraying system. And those two CAN bus, they are, um, they are connected to the central control uh, unit. And that central control unit is connected over CAN with the uh, with, uh, sprayer controller. So obviously you're partnering with Raven because of their Hawkeye 2 P8 pulse with modulation system kind of gives you the control you really need, doesn't it? Exactly. So with uh, Raven, we have uh, just an interaction over Ken line and uh, we just forward the spraying information to Raven and Raven over the NCVs and other control uh, wave is directly controlling the nozzles. That's a neat partnership all the way along. I mean, you could have developed an early version of this that I saw at Agritechnica, and I think in 2017, you had your own controller or sprayer module unit. Going to Raven kind of simplifies that a little bit. You're reinventing the wheel, not reinventing the wheel. Exactly, so uh, interfacing uh, with Raven has two main benefits. So first, it's that they are present on many, many sprayer brands. So when we have an integration with Raven, we can use that on different kinds of machines. Uh, 
secondly, so they have uh, Raven control modules. They have their wiper system into the cabin. So they have a user interface for a system. So we don't have to program a specific user interface in on each machine. We can use directly the Raven control system. Yeah, the Viper 4 is pretty much on every major sprayer brand. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, Vincent, I appreciate your time. Thanks for joining me here on Around Farm Progress and uh, good luck. Thank you. Thank you very much. We appreciate the insights Vincent Orleans offered in our conversation. Engineering a system that can identify a weed and target it for spraying takes some doing. The ability to map those weeds, including their size, could be a valuable data layer for that future as-applied map. And thanks also to Matt Leininger with Bosch BASF Smart Farming for his time. We look forward to seeing what will come from this joint venture in the future. Farm Progress is the nation's leading agriculture information source, with 17 state and regional brands as well as farm futures, beef, national hog farmer and feedstuffs, and our events including Farm Progress Show, Husker Harvest Days, and the New York Farm Show. And there's another opportunity for staying connected to Farm Progress using your smartphone. If you text FARM to 20505, that's FARM to 20505, you can sign up for the Farm Progress mobile text service, where we send you once a day a valuable piece of news you can use for your farm. When you send that first message, you'll get a confirmation, so be sure to respond to that text as well to get on the list. And you can even eventually join the Farm Progress panel to share your insights with our regular polls. Join us next week as we continue our agriculture journey around the country. I'm Willie Vogt, Editorial Director at Farm Progress. Thanks for listening.